What's up everyone and welcome to episode 121 of the Justin Insight podcast, a show where we talk to people involved in the world of alternative music and find out what makes them tick. Um, as always, I am your host, I am Tim Birkbeck, uh, and it feels nice to kind of have a sense of normality again. Uh, festival season always kind of seems to throw a bit of a spanner in the works of things, um, but we're still going strong, still episodes coming out, and we have wonderful guests for you as per usual, this week included. Um before we get into the thick of it though just want to say thanks to everyone who's kind of been bearing with me whilst i was away on holiday and while we're kind of going through the whole festival season it as i say it does throw a bit of a spanner in the works in terms of bands sort of timing and things so it's hard to sort of schedule interviews if people are on the festival circuit and then obviously i'm working the festivals so i want to kind of put content out about that so yeah it's a bit of a mixed match bag in the summer but I hope everyone's enjoying it. The feedback I've got from the the 2000 trees and the fluff ones where it was just me um, is really, really cool, which is I'm really grateful because I'm not the most confident person speaking on my own, even though I do this every single week. Um, Hence why I'm erming and liking all the time. But to hear you guys enjoying the episodes is, is great, and I really appreciate the feedback that I'm getting from those. So big thumbs up, big thank you for for all that um i haven't really got a whole lot to report as i'm still kind of getting back to normality in terms of working so i'm not going to blah 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 babble on uh too long and we'll get straight into to my chat with my guest so this week i'm joined by the drummer of metallic hardcore band chamber uh taylor carpenter um Taylor took some time out of uh, the band's really busy schedule. They're currently out on tour with the Acacia Strain, so we arranged to have a little chat on a bit of downtime for for himself, which I really appreciated. Um, we talk about him growing up in Nashville, uh, how since like Chamber formed, they want to kind of push the band and make it as much of a full time thing as they possibly can, um, and how there's kind of this running joke between themselves and the UK band uh, Chamber who are of a similar ilk in terms of being existing in the hardcore world. Um, but yeah, please sit back, enjoy the chat I have with Taylor, and I'll see you on the other side. Right, joining me this week on the Justin Insight podcast is Tyler Carpenter, drummer of Metallic Hardcore Band Chamber. Uh, Tyler, thank you very much for, for joining me on your incredibly busy schedule at the moment. How's how's everything in, in your world? Absolutely, it's a pleasure. Um, we are we are on tour right now with Acacia Strain, Kublai Khan, and Judiciary. Um, it's like day four or day five. Uh, these bands are awesome. This tour is already really cool. We're really thankful to be a part of it. Is it what's been the, the, the highlight so far? Oh, man. Uh, just seeing each band play every night. Each band does so well uh, live. They're crazy. Yeah. And is there any particular spots that you're you're looking forward to hitting up on this tour? Uh, we're looking forward to our home show at Nashville. Yeah. Because um, that, that one's probably going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, we're looking forward to Louisville. That'll be cool. And we've never played Brooklyn before, and we're playing at St. Vitus. Oh, nice. Um, and that's a, that's a venue that we all kind of like watched our favorite our favorite bands grow up playing there yeah um, so it's cool to check that one off the list for sure it's like correct me if i'm wrong because obviously i i don't really know the american scene 
as well. But has is, is Savoy has kind of like taken over the monarchy of kind of like CBGBs in a way? It, it is a, it's definitely like a, a, a prestigious place to play, at least in my opinion. I've seen Converge play there. I've seen um, a lot of bands that influence Chamber personally play there. Yeah. Cool. Well, as I mentioned before, I, I recorded properly. Obviously, the show is called Just an Insight. I like to take my guests back to their, their origins, so to say. So, for, for you, Taylor, what was your kind of first introduction to alternative music? What what sort of turned you on to it? Um, actually, my buddy, my friend Will Steinbrecher gave me like four CDs in high school. Mm. And one of them was the first title fight record. Oh, nice. One of, one of them was Converge, Jane Doe. And um, one of them was Saves the Day at Your Funeral. One of them was, um, damn, what was the last one? <laughs> damn, Converge title fight. And it was Advent, Naked and Cold. Okay, cool. And that one probably impacted me the hardest. Yeah, um, yeah. But before that, I had just grown up in music. My dad's a musician. He plays the violin. Oh, nice. And um, so he and I would, he grew up with me, like, playing the guitar, and I'd play Doobie Brothers songs on the drums or, like, Cream songs, just classic rock. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really get into heavier music until I was into, like, middle or high school. I, I liked, like, thrash metal and, like, and like heavy metal and classic metal. That's how, that's how I really knew. Yeah. So it's it's kind of the four pretty good albums to kind of introduce you to that world. Yeah, though. yeah, I was super lucky to have someone like that just give those to me. And then you mentioned kind of like growing up with your dad to sort of like the classic rock. So what what sort of bands were was he sort of showing you? Um, he was showing me. He's also into a lot of like folk and bluegrass. So okay. he was showing me everything from like Crosby, Stills to like. Like I said, the Doobie Brothers, like, we probably played China Grove every night, just hanging out. Um, uh, But Almond Brothers, um, ELO, a lot of old 70s, 80s classics that we just, like, I didn't even know what they were at the time, I just knew I liked it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then after kind of getting those, as you say, those kind of four albums given to you to sort of kind of, I guess, broaden your horizon sort of thing, like, I always find it interesting, like, what direction people sort of go off from from that sort of initial gateway point. So what what was your kind of exploration like from there? What bands did you kind of seek out for yourself? Yeah, that, even then I still didn't know, like, what the band's, what music they were playing, I didn't know what, like, metalcore was. Yeah. I didn't know what, like, alternative hardcore was. Um, but, you know, uh, I kind of went to, I went to a lot of hardcore shows, and then I went to so many hardcore shows that I kind of got, like, a little over hardcore and seeped out heavier outlets like metal and, okay. and like, grindcore and and metalcore. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's probably... That's probably what got me more into like wanting to combine the aspects of like hardcore and and metal in a band. Yeah, and was there kind of a specific band that I don't know? Because I think a lot of people, when they're kind of discovering music and stuff, there's always that kind of one seminal band that people sort of latch onto. So, was there was there a band in particular that you kind of found off your own accord that you were like, okay, that's my band, sort of thing? 
Oh man, um, yeah. I when I found the band Gojira, I always told myself this is going to be one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah. Um, just from like a drumming standpoint, I really look up to Mario, but also from like a, a band standpoint, they're like they're like too too tight and too good. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, I get I get where you're coming from with that one. Um, yeah. So before we kind of go deep into sort of like you find discovering like the the sort of more sort of hardcore elements of things you mentioned obviously your dad being a musician so i'm guessing music's always been a massive part of your your sort of growing up in your family life absolutely yeah so obviously drums now so but were were you kind of always drawn to the drums or did you sort of dabble with other instruments in the in the earlier days yeah you know what my dad really really wanted me to play a string instrument i started out with the violin because that was like his main instrument and i didn't i didn't really like it uh, and then i like learn the guitar i can kind of play the guitar like i can't shred like any of my <laughs> yeah. friends but i know like how to play the guitar um yeah. but then funny it's funny because i didn't like plan on playing the drums my sister actually when i was like seven she asked for a drum set for christmas and then she like just gave up okay so i was like there are drums upstairs and I really, really liked them. And I never stopped. <laughs> yeah. So, in those kind of er- like early formative years, sort of thing, like I know you've kind of mentioned sort of Gojira and stuff, but like in when you sort of was first kind of playing around with the drums, first sort of introducing yourself to the instrument, were there any particular drummers that you kind of looked up to at all? Yeah, there were there were a lot of uh, classic drummers that I had already known of, like like John Bonham has always been an inspiration to me just because like have how he gets the tones out of his drums but also the velocity out of his drums it's mm. kind of something that only he could do yeah um um but as far as like heavy drummers i i seriously look up to ben ben kohler from converge yeah, yeah. um nick yakishin who plays in in baptist and sumac and uh, other bands i'm sure um He's one of the most inventive drummers going right now, mm. for sure. And then, in terms of kind of your sort of, because have you always sort of grown up in that in Nashville? Yeah, I was yeah. actually born and raised in Nashville. So obviously, I think the for like a wider kind of perspective, Nashville's always obviously been known as a as a musical place, specifically kind of like the more sort of country element sort yeah. of thing. But growing up, like, what was the the kind of scene like f- for kind of the the sort of more punk alternative world? Is there is there much of one in Nashville? Yeah, the, the Nashville scene is actually really really badass now. I'm really really proud of it because um, when I it's it was it's always been sick, but I think it's stronger now than it ever has been. Mm. Um, when I was when I started going to shows, I was like 15, I think, and there were like just straight up hardcore bands like Youth Crew style or like melodic style like bands trying to sound like half heart yeah and uh there was like some heavier bands but it was just a lot of hardcore yeah um and i think that's part of why i like i said earlier like kind of i got saturated with hardcore yeah because it was just all the same all around me um but now that it's coming back there are sick bands like like magnitude and abuse of power mm. that are just still making awesome hardcore so, in terms of kind of uh, those earlier hardcore shows, were there kind of any bands of, of note that you you saw, or were they kind of more all sort of like local bands? 
Yeah, there were there were a few shows like when I was younger. My first band got to play with Integrity. Oh, awesome! And that's like a that was like a huge deal. That's like one of the first like gateways I had from hardcore to metalcore. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it was it was mainly just like local bands and seeing dudes. You know, if you like, if you're 15 and you've never seen something before, even if it's not the craziest thing. Like, if you see some local guy do some crazy fill, you're like, oh my god, that guy's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, a lot of local local friends, that, like, dudes that were older than me, but now I'm, I know them because I'm not, like, a, a young kid anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, they're, they're huge inspirations to me, but they're just, you know, local friends. Yeah. And then when you kind of, as you mentioned, sort of, like, started seeking out kind of the, the more sort of metal side of things... Again, was there a specific kind of like live band that you saw that you were kind of like, oh, this is kind of what I'm leaning towards, sort of thing? Probably Gojira. Yeah. I saw Gojira live. Yeah. Yeah. They, I saw them live for the first time like in 2015, I think. My yeah. friend got, got me tickets for my birthday and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna, I remember they've, um, they just finished up a tour over here uh, about a month or so ago. And yeah. It, yeah. It was just, like they've I mean they were tight any, they were tight anyway but now like they've got like the production down and everything yeah. it's just yeah nuts yeah when when a band kills it on a record and it's even better live yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that says something um yeah I also two shows that impacted me for sure are every time I see Converge and every time I see Neurosis yeah um those are two of the best live bands yeah. that I've ever seen yeah I totally like every, I think since I can remember every time that Converge have come to the UK I've seen them and I think yeah. it's like I have like that's a streak that I haven't broken since I turned about 16 yeah, yeah. so straight up like I've I've driven to see them I think I've seen them four times yeah it's it's just like something if they're coming in the area I don't miss yeah 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 I totally get that um so then obviously in terms of you kind of actually playing in, in bands and things like that so have obviously you said like kind of you were drawn to drums so have you always played drums in bands or did you sort of dabble in guitar or not no i've actually i've only drummed in bands yeah I've, yeah I've never like been like proud enough of anything i've written on guitar to be like hey this should be like in a, in a song <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah i i've always been the drummer cool so in terms of first bands what, what was your kind of first band like was it sort of was it in that hardcore mold, or was it yeah, completely it was something really up, different? It was straight up melodic hardcore for sure. It was just like really inspired by um, dark hardcore and like melodic hardcore. And did did that band kind of do much, or was it just very much sort of local to to Nashville? It was a it was a local Nashville band. We played like a few out of town shows. Yeah, um, it was just like a lot of it sounded it sounded like Hopecon kind of okay. Um, just like old Bridge Nine bands that we like look yeah. up to a lot. So, in terms of you, kind of, I guess, being sort of a band that's gone out and stuff, is that sort of only been since you've been with Chamber, or, or had you had a bit of experience beforehand? Um, I had toured with a couple of bands before Chamber, but Chamber's already toured like consistently more than my other bands did yeah. total, probably. So just before we get into chamber then like because i something i always find interesting in terms of people's perspectives of 
the first time they kind of go out on the road and they're not in their hometown and things yeah what was that like for you did you have any kind of expectations of what what it was going to be like or did it kind of exceed that did it change your your views on things what was it like hitting the road for the first time um first time i hit the road it was in a toyota camry because we didn't nice. have a van and uh we were driving from nashville to brooklyn which is 13 hours yeah um so it kind of like exactly met my expectations <laughs> yeah but it was sick. I still had a great time. I was like 17 or 18 and I like loved it. Yeah. So in terms of kind of that, did that, did that kind of give you like a, a hunger to do it more and, and things yeah, like that? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. The first time I did it, I was like, yeah, this is what I was supposed to do. Yeah. For sure. So then if we kind of jump forward to, to where you are now with Chamber. So where did the kind of connection of, of all you guys sort of come together how did you all meet like what where did the sort of start of the band begin um so i uh i had just kind of like i had been in a few bands and they'd all kind of broken up at the same time yeah and uh this was like in 20 gosh 2017 right i think um and Gabe and Chris, our guitar player and bass player were in a band in nashville probably the best band from nashville called hanging moon right um and they just played their last show and i'd always wanted to be in a band with gabe and i had i had been in a band with chris before like multiple bands yeah um so it was kind of like natural like hey let's we're not in bands we all want to play together let's 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 write some music and we like got together and gabe had a bunch of riffs already written and we put together that first ep yeah. Um, and originally we had our, our other our friend who also played in Hanging Moon uh, playing guitar in Chamber his, his name's also Taylor okay. but uh, he left after uh, after this past tour in November with Old Wounds um, and now we have our friend Mike who we've all known for forever yeah um, he's just been in so many bands he has more experience uh, than any of us honestly as far as like shredding and being on the road yeah um but yeah we we picked up jacob just because um we like we had some problems with our original singer on the road mm. and it just like kind of didn't work out and we still love him and like think he's a great guy it just like didn't work out in this band yeah um but we added Jacob like halfway through that tour and like honestly personally after the first show Jacob played I was like yeah he's a fucking singer of this band for sure (laughs) like yeah I felt perfect so in terms of kind of like you mentioned sort of like Gabe and Chris sort of thing like was it just a case of because obviously I don't really know the Nashville scene very well but because you're all in that circle that you all kind of knew each other who each other were sort of thing beforehand that it was just a, sort of a natural fit kind of thing. It, there was no kind of, oh, I need to find a guitarist. Where am I going to find yeah. one sort of thing? Yeah, like when I we are we are we were already friends like before that before our bands broke up like at shows we'd hang out. And, yeah. Um, so when I when I knew that when Chris told me that Hanging Moon was breaking up, I was like, yo, let's just start a fucking band. Yeah. Um. um in terms of kind of like musically, like obviously 
Chambers very much kind of, as I said off the, at the top of the show, is that kind of metallic influence sort of hardcore sound sort of thing. So when you were kind of having the conversations to to sort of piece the band together in the, in the early days, was the sound that we hear now, was that kind of what you originally wanted to go to or has it sort of morphed into that as you've kind of gone along? Um, the, the sound we originally started with was pretty like, pretty much what we wanted, but we're kind of trying to like morph the way we song right now. Yeah. Like with, with the record that we're writing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty much just going to be the same, the same blend, just like we're going to try to add a little more structure and, and write maybe a couple longer songs. Yeah. And in terms of kind of where sort of things kind of picked up in, in terms of Chamber, because I think obviously now we'll, we'll get on to kind of hold the, the whole Pure Noise thing in a moment, but obviously now being part of Pure Noise on sort of extensive tours regularly sort of thing, in that sort of like, I guess in, in its embryonic stages, like, was there kind of a moment when you sort of realised like, oh, this this is a thing like we can push this forward and people are sort of starting to, to t- take note of us outside of Nashville. Yeah. Um, yeah. The first time, like I ever felt that with chamber was last summer when we went on tour with Gideon. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there, there were people that would come to us and like, they were like, know our lyrics and stuff. And that was like our second tour ever. Oh, wow. So that was super, super cool for us. And we were super, super thankful for that opportunity to begin with. So it mm. was really, really humbling. And in terms of kind of like where that's kind of gone from, like as I say, like you have a bit of sort of recognition behind you. Because how long have you officially been a band now? Um, we started. We actually played our first show like the end of twenty seventeen. Yeah, like the beginning of twenty eighteen. It's like a year and a half. Yeah, so it's not particularly long, but yeah, you've still got like you've got a lot of momentum behind you. As I say, you've, you're kind of doing these extensive tour sort of thing so was that i don't know like i always find it weird that to ask this question of like oh was that the plan but like was there something that you kind of felt was a bit different with chamber that has afforded you the possibilities to kind of hit the road a bit more regularly yeah um because uh gabe and chris grinded so hard at hanging moon and because jacob grinded so hard in his old band dwell Mm. um and we already knew a bunch of people in Nashville. Like I knew some of the counterparts dudes from Nashville. I've known Blake and Tyler for a while. We all have. Um, and so we kind of already had a bunch of contacts. Yeah. Like ready to go, ready to help us book at the beginning of the start of our band. Um, um, so I guess that's the only thing that we had that could have jump started us that fast. And it definitely did. Um, yeah, we we're we we're really lucky to have a bunch of people in our corner that mm. were doing cool things for us right off the bat. And to kind of preface like, something that you kind of said earlier, obviously, like when you you mentioned sort of growing up, going to sort of hardcore shows, that you kind of became a bit sort of disillusioned with it. But sort of like now things are kind of almost kind of come full circle. Yeah, like I don't know from from like my perspective, looking across the pond, there's so much good hardcore happening in the states at the moment yeah for sure what is there is it kind of hard like i don't know it's like you've got sort of i guess your kind of like key bands like vain not loose 
turnstile and things like that that are kind of maybe a little bit higher up but like for for a band like yourselves what do you find the most difficult kind of like thing to try and stand out from the crowd is or is it just because you're constantly like constantly grinding that people kind of recognize that yeah we kind of we kind of just plan on on keeping our heads down and you know all we can do is work hard um and just keep writing and keep touring and we, we kind of don't have a, a broad plan right now we just trying to want to fill all of our dates with productivity as much as we can whether that's a tour or time in the studio or writing um mm. but right now we're just trying to get as much of like the record process behind us so we can record and get as many tours booked as we can yeah and in terms of kind of like that that did you ever kind of envision that the chamber would be kind of like not necessarily like a full-time deal but obviously like you are putting a lot of time into it and you are on the road a lot as you say and like trying to yeah. balance the time of recording like did you ever think that this kind of thing would happen um we we all planned on like making it as full-time as possible yeah that's kind of like it's kind of like why we seek each other out too because in our other bands we all had like other people other band members that like didn't want to do it as full time as us mm. so it was cool to, to form a band full of people that like all wanted to like fully pursue it like wanted to tour and didn't mind like missing work or whatever yeah um cause like that's just part of it <laughs> yeah and then you you mentioned obviously sort of Jacob coming into the band and not, like I read somewhere previously that he was kind of not sort of thrust into the situation but because obviously you were on the road and he was just sort of he was on the road with you and it was just sort of yeah. like he was kind of almost filling in at the time sort of thing right yeah he was he was filling in on bass for orthodox yeah um and like i said um things just weren't working out with our our singer and we we basically let him go after the national or after the Chattanooga date, which was close to Nashville. Mm. And uh, we asked Jacob, you know, to, like, start learning the songs and asked him after a couple shows if he wanted to do it, and he said, yeah. And I was really glad because yeah. it was perfect, yeah. But, like, obviously in terms of him then becoming, like, a full-time sort of member of the band, like, was there... Was it a bit sort of strange at first, or did he kind of just come in and just sort of fit right in? It fit right in. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. It was kind of crazy. Because I, I met Jacob on that first tour. Oh, okay. But it like, felt like I'd known him forever. <laughs> yeah. And then, because obviously I know, I know he's in Knoxville now, but um, but obviously previously he hadn't... He I think, was he in LA before? I remember reading, or have I made that up? Who, Jacob? Yeah. No, Jacob's, Jacob's on tour with us right now. No, 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 sorry. But before he kind of join the band fully what oh, he, he still lives in north carolina I'm okay sorry. so yeah, yeah that's so, where that's where dwell was from and he still lives there he's i think he may be like considering moving to nashville yeah so, um i think we're actually at our other guitar players place in detroit right now he lives in detroit oh, okay and then the three of us live in nashville right okay so in terms of that like how does that sort of dynamic work? I guess, I guess, because you're on the road so much, like it's not yeah. too much of an issue. But is, is it quite easy for you to kind of work where you're all sort of in the in different sort of area codes, so to say? 
Yeah, we've made it, we've kind of got it down to somewhat of a formula where, as far as writing goes, um, Gabe is like probably the main writer because he just is an incredible guitar player and thinks about these riffs that are crazy. Mm. And then he knows how to like structure them and turn them into choruses and stuff. But I'll, I'll get with him since we both live in Nashville and, and Chris will come over since he lives here. Yeah. And we'll get like a structure of a song and Mike and Jacob can come into town and uh, we'll have like a few days together usually and like turn those into like official songs. Yeah. Um, Mike does Mike does a lot and he's had a huge impact on us writing. Hmm. We're really, really thankful to have him in the band. And do you do much sort of writing on the road or when or when you're on the road is it very much like, oh no, we're just focusing on the tour sort of thing? Yeah, road time is pretty much just like let's focus on killing each show every night and getting there on time. Yeah. Cool. Um and then to, as I mentioned, obviously like now there's kind of even more eyes on you so to say because obviously the the now the pure noise connection and i think like at the moment obviously pure noise are absolutely killing it with their with their signings <laughs> yourselves included yeah. kind of thing so straight up they're doing a lot right now so how did that kind of sort of relationship come about yeah we heard from them i think a few months ago um we we had a phone conversation with a couple of them and they were super, super nice and super accommodating, very welcoming. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, they told us a little bit about the label, and it's an honor to be a part of it for sure. Mm. And because obviously you released the the EP "Ripping, Pulling, Tearing" sort of through them, and obviously you've mentioned kind of sort of already writing towards doing a, a record sort of thing. So yes, in terms of that kind of relationship is it just a matter of kind of you guys are working towards your own personal deadline or, or have you kind of set yourself a time scale or is it just very yeah, much free-flowing we, at the moment? We, don't, we don't have a deadline uh for the record label right now but we're trying to we're trying to push ourselves to record before the end of the year yeah um if not the end of the year we'll, we'll record the beginning of next year and in terms of kind of sonically like is it going to be sort of similar to what we're used to hearing from Chamber? Are you sort of pushing yourselves in a certain direction? Are you pulling off any particular themes? What what are you kind of drawing from at the moment? Yeah, um, it's hard to say right now because we're still really deep into the writing process. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely going to be a lot of like what is Chamber now with like some new stuff. <laughs> yeah, sure. that's cool. And. Um, the one thing that I, I wanted to ask you, you may not be aware of this at all, but there's um, a band in the UK also called Chamber that plays... Yeah, yeah, they, they have contacted us and we've like we've like joked around with them on the internet about it. Okay, cool, it's, so you are... It's so funny. So I wasn't sure if, if there was kind of any sort of crossover there at all, like in terms of like fans like getting mixed up or, or not at all. Dude, yeah, totally. The, uh, You're the Knife uh, just went to the UK. Yeah. And... Uh, they, they put UK Chamber on it, but people thought it was us. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they were like, are you coming to the UK? And I was like, no. That's, <laughs> that's UK Chamber. So so it's all, all very sort of like an in-joke between the, the, the lot of you then? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's funny. That's cool. Um, yeah. And obviously, we've met, you mentioned, obviously, that you ideally want to sort of have the, the record recorded sort of 
by the end of this year sort of thing but have you kind of got any other sort of plans for for 2019 at all yeah um we're 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 playing a a festival i think it's called oh man slam dunk fest or something like that i don't okay. know um but we're also we have a tour that we haven't announced yet that, that we'll probably announce when we get back home from this tour okay awesome um, in terms of sort of like being on the road sort of thing, because as, as I mentioned, you are on the road quite a lot kind of thing. So how is how would you say personally, like you've kind of adapted and, and it's sort of changed what you how you approach your life sort of thing? Um, I, I work I, I've had the same job like when I've been home, I work in a warehouse. Right. I've had the same job for like four years. So it's like pretty easy for me to separate like being on the road from being at home. Yeah. Um, I just like try to make sure I take things in the van so I can be productive and take my laptop and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty easy for me to realize like, um, you know, I'm trying to, I try to be like super thankful when I'm out here and not treat it like it's like a job. Cause it's yeah, not. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I try to just have fun, but also be, be like, super serious and meticulous about everything we do when we're out here yeah um, and I try to just like grind as hard as I can when I'm home and save money and make money yeah cool well before I let you go Taylor um, the one thing that how I like to sort of round things up is to to ask my guests what their um, favourite song is but with a bit of a twist so what is your favourite chamber song that you like to play live and why oh uh, man I really like uh, playing Vessel Live because yeah. the first 16 bars of that song is pretty much a drum fill for me. <laughs> nice. Fair play. Perfect. Well, Taylor, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for for filling in with my mishaps of time and stuff as well. Um, no, dude, it's, it's on my end too. It's hard to connect when I'm on the road. I totally yeah. understand. Thank you for being patient. I appreciate it. No, no, no. And enjoy the rest of the tour and hopefully we'll see you over here in the UK at some point. Yeah, definitely. It was great to talk to you. You too. Take care, man. Have a good one. Cheers, bye. So there we have it, folks. Again, a massive thank you to Taylor for taking some time out of his busy day to have a little chat with me. Um, as mentioned, Chamber are currently out on the road with uh, the Acacia Strain, Kublai Khan and Judiciary um, out in the States. If they're playing a show near you, make sure you go check them out. They're a fucking ace band. Um, apart from that, if you want to keep up to date with what the band's doing, you can do so by visiting various social media platforms. Um, there'll be links, as always, in the description of this episode. Um, Going to keep this outro short and sweet. That is it for another week. Thank you very much for stopping by the Justin Insight podcast, as always, and I hope to see you soon. Mm-hmm.